I'm in an industrial area, my parents. Uh-huh. And so it's just a lot of interference at times. So um, I'm going to look here and make sure that we are up and rolling on Facebook Live. And, you know, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, they, they, they can see us before uh, we see them. And so uh, we can we could we could talk like like normal just a little bit chat pre uh, give them a little pre pre something and then at the same time um, we um, give people the opportunity to come on to the show which is awesome so I can see us up there. Uh, Give a couple of people a few seconds to come up and stuff like that. So, um, like I said, I'm happy to see you. We, uh, <laughs> it's funny, we was on the phone for what, like six hours, V? Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, V, we haven't been on the phone since 7 30. <laughs> and it, 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 it's funny, you know, and time was just flying, like, like it, it was it was it was just great you know and so um i'm really happy that you're here what's up everybody uh it's the 36th episode you know and uh as we celebrate black history we're gonna pay homage to my girl miss venus lacy who is former abl former wmba former olympian so let's take a look inside at Venus Lacey, who we call Venus Flytrap. And if you saw the size of her hands, you understand why we call her Venus Flytrap. She was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. She attended Old Dominion University, which a lot of people don't know, her freshman year. Later transferring to our rival, Louisiana Tech, and became a lady texter to carry out the rest of her college career. There... She managed to become the leading scorer, a leading rebounder, a shot blocker for coach Leon Barrymore. Let me say that again, Leon Barrymore, a lot of people know about him. In addition, becoming a Hall of Famer, NCAA champion, and Kodak All-American. She played professionally overseas in Greece, Italy, and Japan, and she played here in the United States with the Seattle Rain, Long Beach, Long Beach Stingrays, Nashville Noise, oh my God. Finishing up with the New York Liberty in the WNBA. Venus, welcome to Sunday Brunch, where we mainly discuss basketball, but we love other sports. Today we have an all-star cast of ballers, which makes for a great show. What's up, V? What's up, Vincent? How you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> What's going on? Talk to us about a little bit about where you've been. Like people haven't seen you in eons and ages. You popping up on my timeline now. I said, listen, I gotta get, I gotta get V on the show. You know, you told me all of these fantastic things. You telling me about your son getting ready to go away to college, gonna play football. He in the opposite direction, but we don't care. Get that scholarship, boy. So, bottom line is, fill us in on what you've been doing. Where are you? Well, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, like you said, my son getting ready. This is last year in high school. He's getting ready to go off to college to uh, Cumberland, uh, University of Cumberland in Kentucky. 
So I'm so excited about that now that, you know, it's, now I can start back dealing with me now, focusing on me. Yeah. So I'm excited about, um, I have a lot going on right now. And like I was telling you before, I'm getting ready to uh, write the book uh, where I have started writing it. And then it should be out in June, uh, sometime in June of, of this year. And I, it's, um, okay. it's okay. You, 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 you can't shout. I already I knew that about you, V. <laughs> um, kind of trying to do a little reality show. So I think I told you about that. Um, so I'm just hoping that they like the idea and everything and get that started up. Um, and then also I'll be doing a golf tournament here in uh, Chattanooga in September. Uh, yeah, sometime in September. Oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. You know, I, I the last couple of years I have been invited to, you know, golf classics and, 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 you know, fundraisers and different things like that. And, you know, people need to understand for those athletes that are out there that are still playing, you need to understand that you need to get your golf game up because there's a lot of business that a, a lot of business happens on the courses out here in America or wherever people are. A lot of people go out to relax, have a good time, go into the clubhouse, sit, eat up it or eat up on that good food that's in there ride on the cart, go around, do nine, 18 holes, whatever the case may be, you know, and, and conduct business. Michael Jordan did a lot of business on the golf course. And so for those people that are out here that are basketball players and that um, uh, do get the opportunity to do different things like that, make sure you make that happen. So we're definitely going to discuss that in further detail when we go down the line, when we're wrapping up the show, and um, we, we, we talk about the things that you're going to have uh, up and coming so that we can remind people of the things that, you know, you're going to be doing, you know, because they, they don't, you know, people don't realize how much it takes to raise a child and and continue to be who you are, exactly. you know, who, 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 who you are goes to the side automatically. And so, you know, I'm glad that your son did well enough to get himself a scholarship to go you know, and, and, and go off to school and play football. And so now, you know, you get to pick up where you where you left off and, 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 and work on the book and, and work on the reality show and work on any other things that you decide that you want to do. I mean, you started at ODU. A lot of people don't even know. You was a lady monarch. You was at you was at ODU for for your, your for your freshman year and you know I, I, you know, I enjoyed you while you were there and I missed you when you left. And I knew that when you left, that that was the, it, it was a terrible mistake because you became a leading scorer, rebounder, shot blocker, you know, Hall of Famer, All-American Olympian, you know, and you started with us, you know, and just to the, for, for people out there, it doesn't matter how you start um, so much. It's how you finish up. And, you know, I knew that you had greatness, you know, because you just, you know, you were a freshman, you know. And so, you know, there's a lot. It's, it's tough. And your son is getting ready to be a freshman. And, you know, you can at least now you have a testimony to tell him 
how tough it could get your freshman year, and you have to be focused. Am I correct? Exactly. You know, when I was at Old Dominion, I, I don't think it was a mistake or anything about me signing with Old Dominion. I thought, you know, it was a good choice, and it was a good school that I thought I would fit into and stuff. And, you know, things just didn't really work out. You know, you get bullied. You you knew what I went through. <laughs> so you get bullied a lot about teammates and stuff like that, and things happen, things don't work out. But the coaches in general, they was good coaches. And I never take anything away from Coach Stanley because she was a a good coach. She gave me an opportunity, you know. So I, I, I just, you know, I, it, I wanted to stay, but I know I had to leave. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand, and I think that that was a healthy decision for you, because you went to uh, La Tech, and you know, I mean, you went off. Okay, you went off at La Tech. Um, I, you just. You, you had a fantastic career over there that was, you know, you were the missing ingredient. I remember you coming back to Old Dominion. We were talking about this, you know, uh, the other day and, you know, playing against us, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, I knew the beast that I was staring at, you know. Um, you know, you, you were just a, you were powerful, you, you, you know. And then once you got that drop step and you got that move and you understood how to move your body and, and uh, you know, you know, just utilize your body to the best of your ability, and, and and get get a rhythm for yourself. Then you're over there with teaspoon. You know, I mean, it, it was it was that was that was a that was a that was a tough game. Yes, but you know, I had to get done. I had to get done. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> y'all used to go at it in practice. Yeah. Y'all you know used to. Y'all used to battle in practice. I mean, I, the one thing about Old Dominion was that, you know, we had that noon ball and, uh, you know, we, we were 24-7 we with it. You know, I, I remember getting in trouble a lot of times, Coach Stanley, you know, coming over to the gym and finding me over at the gym, uh, you know, in the evening, playing evening ball. We didn't even talk about noon ball because noon ball was mainly for the summer for me or, you know, because I you, you go to class up until 12 o'clock, but, you know, like, just that evening ball. And it was just constant. We were always just constantly around the basketball. And so, you know, I remember, you know, uh, you just standing out in so many ways. And uh, so when you went on and you became who you became, I wasn't surprised at all because I saw all of that in you, sis, and, uh, you know, gave you all of the love. Not only did you play with Old Dominion, the Lady Texters. Now, we're going a little further down in the career. Let's talk about USA Basketball. I mean, at that time, it's funny that you didn't go to Old Dominion anymore. But, you know, you go to USA Basketball and then Medina, Medina Dixon ends up becoming your mentor. Talk about that. Oh, man. I'm... I... When I first met Medina, I I just have always looked at, up at her because she was the uh, one of the greatest players I can't say that came out of Old Dominion. And um, playing with her in Cuba, um, we got a little closer. 
and, and all that. But you, you never know who you're going to end up admiring, looking up to, and stuff, or who's looking at you. But I'm telling you, it, we would just sit around me and Medina and, you know, the rest of the girls, some of the girls, and we just talk and and all that. And stories she used to tell me about um, when she played and, you know. So I know I'm going to tell you about a time we played in Cuba. And, uh, y'all, I'm not violent or anything, okay? I'm not a violent person, okay? But... <laughs> But I don't forget, we played, uh, we was playing in Cuba, we playing against Cuba, and one of the, uh, it got so physical, the referees weren't calling nothing, and one of the girls, like, elbowed Medina in the mouth, and i never forget it. I, I was the first one off the bench to save my girl, and Coach Stringer, Teresa Edwards, everybody just came off that bench, and it was like, the big... It was a big showdown, and <laughs> we ended up losing, but we won, you know. But it's it's all. I mean, it's a lot that I have learned over the years. Uh, when I was playing basketball from Medina, I, I used to love her outside shot. She got a wonderful outside shot, but she can, you know, you and her play similar. And, and stuff. So I, I have always just loved the game. Yeah, absolutely. We did. We had similarities. You already know that's my girl. That's, you know, uh, straight up ice woman cometh. Um, the finger roll was stupid on the girl. I, I, I used to be like, wow, you know, just floating through the air and um, would love to get some footage of her. Uh, and Old Dominion period back in the day. So when I go down to Old Dominion, uh, Tina, if you're watching, I'm definitely coming to raid the closet. I'm coming to raid the old videotapes. I don't even care. I will burn them. But bottom line is, um, what a great player to model yourself after. And uh, you know, I wish I, yeah, I wish I had her jumper as much as her jumper. Well, I mean, she, yeah, we were similar, but her jumper was stupid. Uh, she was shooting threes before threes came out and. You know, so um, a great conversation, great, great, great mentor. And you're listening to a WNBA State of Mind Sunday brunch. I got my girl Venus Lacey on here chopping it up. We're just talking about old times. If you haven't been on and you're just logging in, we talked about Old Dominion. She used to be a lady monarch. We talked about her being a lady texter. We've talked about that. Now we're at the point where we talked about her being an Olympian. Medina Dixon was her mentor. You played overseas. Okay, and I called out three spots: Italy, Japan, Greece. I know you was over there. I don't know during or with Cynthia Cooper, maybe one time um, for her team. But talk about how important it was to play at home in the AV finally get to come home because. You know, you, you go overseas and you got to deal with all those things. A lot of people have no idea all the stuff that we have to deal with when we go over there. It's like when you go overseas, you go back in time. They don't have the same things that we have. The Internet is not like that. You know, I remember going over there. A fax was like, took a week to do. You know, yeah. Internet was unheard of. You know, I was like, oh, thank the Lord when I finally got cable. You know? But 
everything it was late and it still probably is depending on where you're going i mean it's a way you could be somewhere up in hungary you think they got the same technology that we do no you know so with that being said all of the adjustments that you have to make you're away from your friends you're away from your family the adl comes along out to you that amount of money then you come and plan for the your state you get your home you know you in your your hometown you're in the in america plan you don't have to worry about going overseas the money was great uh some got three three hundred thousand and some got two hundred fifty thousand or i think uh, or a hundred fifty thousand i mean we did pretty good in the abl and it just, it was helpful because we didn't have to worry about going back over there. And not that it was all bad overseas. I'm not going to say that because it wasn't. And, but we had to deal with a lot of stuff. Sometimes if we got paid, right? I mean, I can tell you numerous of times that I don't went over there and they didn't give me my paycheck. But, you know, having it here in the States, it meant a lot to us, you know. So, you know, after we, I came and I, you know, I played with the ABL. Then I uh, went to the WNBA, making thirty thousand. <laughs> See the difference? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, and I'm not to say to to, to say the least. Um, you know, um, I will definitely say that the ABL was making sure that we got fed. Is when, that? When, and this is, this is, I'm talking, we're talking about 96 and 97, where right. 300, 250,000, 150,000 was, 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 yo, you were balling. I know what I was driving around in and what I was doing during that time. And so to, 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 to concur with what you said, yes, I, I went from six figures to 27, third round, which was absolutely unbelievable. I, I dropped to my knees and I was like, Lord, this is the first time that I realized and recognized that you're a jokester. You, you, you clowning me now, right now, right? But it's the way that it was. Once, once BET, dropped out of the scene it was over for the league that was our money um mm -hmm. we also we had a lot of good sponsors reebok you know would love to see them come back on the scene in some capacity you know they right. were given 15 they were given 15 million you know yeah. so they were given a lot they were given a lot uh and, and and making sure those salaries were getting paid and those trips were being paid for and then, you know, uh, that, that insurance company came in. So there were a lot of good things that happened. You know, they say things happen for a reason, but I really honestly do, truly think that was a mistake. And if anybody wants to, you know, model themselves after anybody, you know, there's a lot of people that are trying to create leagues at this moment right now. You want to model yourself after anybody. You better dig up the ABL's blueprint. Try to model yourself after that. Go out here and get these sponsors right now. It's COVID-19. 
And what an opportunity for people to sit down and get on the phone and bang out those emails and those text messages and sit down and get our sponsors, you know, to come in and, and, and drive the leagues, you know. Um, so I know that Reebok is trying to come back up. And so, you know, Converse is out there. Nike is everywhere. But I'd, lo I'd love to see Under Armour, somebody, someone else co-sign on some of these new up-and-coming leagues, have a D-League or whatever the case may be to help uh, women continue in this game because the WNBA does need help. There needs to be a D-League and there needs to be a league that's funded, you know, and I would like somebody like a Reebok or a ABL, I mean, uh, excuse me, a Reebok or Under Armour or Converse to come in and take that thing seriously and to get right. on another note, all right? We're talking about all of this stuff. Um, even though times have changed, right? We all know that. What should modern day post players work on? I mean, I'm gonna use a prime example. Joel Embiid. Now he's a guy, but we, we we see how powerfully strong this guy is. You know, he's like the perfect example of a five, right? Uh -huh. So I watched him struggle for all of his career because he wanted to hang outside and shoot threes. Now he's going through a host of coaches. Get the coaching change, and now he has a coaching staff that's emphasizing, get on the low block. He's destroying people on the low block. Now you got that three, or oh, you putting the icing on the cake. So now I destroy you down low. I can step out, now I can hit the three. You feel me? You're a whole different beast right now. You know? What is it that you could say to like post players? What do you think that post players right now? A skill set that maybe they don't have anymore. You know, or that you don't see people utilizing enough that they really need to work on. Because with you guys, even though the three-point line is there, on a fast break, you still run into the block first. So why don't you get, get a little something, you get a little something, something there first. And then file out if you, you know what I'm saying, if you're going to run home. That was the rude uh, when we was playing, inside first. I know Coach Balmore, he's, I mean, he used that drill, passing it inside. And, and you know, we had players that can shoot uh, outside and, and stuff like that, but I don't think they pass it in enough. Maybe it's the players. Like you said, they floaters. Some want to uh, stand inside. Some prefer to go to the three-point line, you know. So I think that's we are missing a true five. Uh, a strong, you know. I think we have them in there. Well, I know we have them in there, but I don't think the coaches use their five players down low a lot. I think they allow them to just go wherever and you and stuff because it, I feel like I'm a post player. It's like it's your job to you know to pass the ball to me. It's your job to get out there and shoot. You, you know, I mean it goes both ways. Your job is on the outside match and inside. And yes, sometimes you have to go on I, I might have to go on that outside and shoot, you know, a short uh shot, but it was still around the baseline 
and stuff like that. We really didn't go outside to that three-point line. Most folks play it here. But today, you have all of them going out there to it. You know, so you tell me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I just think that, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you got the stretch four and you got the stretch five. And, you know, um, the perfect example of that, like I said, would be Joker, you know, um, out there in Denver. I mean, he's doing it big because he's inside and out. You know, rebounding, assists, all kinds of stuff. And right now, it's just real important as a player to have more than one skill set. It's not enough to just go out there and score. You know, you need to score. You need to rebound. You need to defend. Okay? You need to, you know, pass the ball and, you know, dive on the floor, get the stats, you know, all of those things. Because now, if you look at guys, you look at girls now, you know, filling up their stat line, um, they're filling up their stat line in three to four different categories, sometimes maybe even five, you know, right. free throw is a lost art, you know, so I want to get in that category too, because uh, if, you, if you're a player who's getting to the line a lot, you need to make sure that your percentage is going to be good in that area, you know, um, and, you know, you played, uh, you come out of Tennessee, um, so I know your eyes have seen a lot, you know, when you were a younger player. Um, uh, just being in that area, Tennessee, Kentucky, all that that area up there. Um, and then you went to La Tech to go play. You know, who were in the past, who were some of those players that you just, and it doesn't have to necessarily be in your position, but, you know, give me a couple of players that you really, really liked and modeled yourself after when you were coming up. I'm out of my okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out um yeah uh, and Donovan. I uh and Donovan. It's uh Janice Lawrence. Woo. Pam Kelly. Uh, I mm. like uh Sheila uh Sheila Collins. I think she played for Tennessee. Uh huh. Oh uh, yeah, V. Um, they had. It was a lot of lot of players that made way for us. Cheryl Miller. Woo. You know? And I mean, them are the ones we uh looked up to. Nancy Lieberman, you know, I mean, they were some great athletes back in the day. And I used to just watch I, I remember after I left Old Old Dominion, I used to watch uh different players from other team play like uh I'm gonna say Vicky Orr from Auburn. Wow. Sheila Frost from U uh UT. Wow. Um, um I used to watch Janice Lawrence and I don't know. I just used to look at the way they played, the way I looked at the defense more than I looked at the offense. So I wanted to see how they I used to love the way Janice Lawrence and Pam Kelly used to get their knee and spread their arms and put their knee up their butt. That's that's how I used to do. And I used to love that because it wasn't a foul. It was just, you know, and I can screw them out and my arms is out. And I used to love the way they played and how they dominated that post. And I was like, gosh, I, I like. Ann Donovan, she might have been thin, but she had that spread. She had that height. She had the 
the her arms was that length, you know. And that you know, that's what I looked at. I mean, when you look at Medina Dixon play, look at how how large, how big her body is. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, the way she glazed through coming oh my goodness, I can go on and on about these players, you know. Um, do you remember Bridget Garden at UT? Please. <laughs> That's my people's over there. Shout out to Bridget. Bridget might be on here watching. Uh, yeah. You so mad at her? <laughs> That's a problem. Yes, Deja Shots. That's a problem. People have no idea the game that Bridget Gordon had with her on the college level. Mm. She was like almost unstoppable at one point in time. Like to just go in on you for 40 quickly. Yeah. Like scoring, you know, per second was was just dumbfound. You know, and um we could go on and on. And and, and this is the thing that you know I would like to see and I'm gonna keep on speaking it into the atmosphere because a lot of people do watch. Um, we need to have a classic channel for women's basketball where people actually play the classic games. And I'm not just saying you just play UConn game, not to pick on UConn, because I love UConn and I love what he's doing over there with that program. You know, not to not to pick on the UConns and, you know, all of the teams, the Stanfords and all of the teams that they constantly play. Play some classic basketball where we could go back and see an old, old Dominion La Tech game. Well, we could right. go back and we could see an old Tennessee against, I don't know, Cheney State game. Where we could see these games and, and, and see how the game has evolved. How can you respect something if you can't access it? Because it's really, there's nothing out there. There's, there's so many archive tapes, you know? But we all have to depend on each other to upload them on YouTube in order to see them, you know? And how many... How many video cassettes and DVDs do you have shoved somewhere that you know that you could upload and it would just be a hit right now? Right. My game footage, my highlight tapes, I think that they would transcend across time. I got mine. I got tapes from high school on back, you know, on up. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm, I'm a lot of people be asking me to go ahead and download them and stuff like that, but I'm like, okay, in time. Maybe I will since I'm doing a book and stuff like that, but I got a lot of videotapes. I, they got one when I, I had some when I was uh, at Old Dominion. Y'all, you was on it a lot. I might was on the bench, but I got the footage. Yeah. <laughs> I need that. I need that, you silly. I got the footage. I might have been on the bench. But I got the footage. So, um, I mean, Miss Donahue, um, she was she, she was one of my teachers here. She's, I mean, constantly stayed on me about getting my degree and everything. But I mean, she videotaped everything. Wow. I mean, yeah. I in the room and I was like, my son, he was like, he brought it. He was like, Mom, all this stuff yours. He said, What is that? I said, oh, That's tapes of me playing back in the day. And he was like, oh, okay, you know, but I got to get it, I got to get it sorted out. And 
pretty soon I have them loaded all up on whatever I can put it on. How about that? <laughs> so check it out. I got to give a shout out to all my people that are out there. I'm watching. I'm looking here on the phone. It's rolling. Got a nice audience out there for you. Um, you're listening to WNBA State of Mind. Got my girl Sunday Brunson sitting here with Venus Lacey. All of my people that are out here. Uh, Dawn Ellison said, what's up? Hey, ladies. Donna Harrington said, what up, V? <laughs> what up, Donna? <laughs> On here watching the show, you know? She remember me? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. V, you was one of the faves, whether you know it or not. Bottom line is you already know you was mine. So bottom line is this, you know, we just sitting here chopping it up. I'm having a good time with you. And I really, really appreciate you spending time with me this Sunday. You know, uh, during the midst of all of the things that are going on, the tough times that we're dealing with, you know, it is Black History Month. You know, we woke up this morning. God is good. We are blessed. In the midst of all of the trouble, he will continue to bless us as great as our faithfulness. And as much as we continue to practice and participate in neology and anybody who does not understand neology i'm talking about get down on your knees and pray to the father in heaven period okay if you haven't if you haven't gotten the things that you want it's because you haven't been down there burning them knees he respects that he extols that so bottom line is that is the practice that i want to preach you know i get up every morning uh and uh, praise God and get down on my knees, uh, especially with the things that have gone on with my family and the, the soldiers that we have lost, but we have gained angels and uh, I feel their spirit still in the mist, Venus. So there have been monumental trades in the WNBA, okay? Who is your favorite team? Uh, 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 uh. You know, I'm going to follow my girl, Brittany. Grandler. Now, I'm going to follow her. Wherever she go, I'm going to follow her. That's But uh, she by far my favorite player. Uh, and um, but I'm going to say... Candace Parker, you was talking about her the other day. Uh, she's in Chicago, right? She went to yes, Chicago. She just got traded to Chicago, so now she's going back home. Yeah, she's around her family. Um, you know, her daughter gets to grow up around grandma now, and so you know, there's a blessing. There's a blessing in the water all of the time, and you know, I, for me, I was, you know, I was feeling some type of way. I, I, I would have liked to have seen her retire in 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 LA and finish up there and say, hey, listen, it's all said and done. They raise her jersey. We all would love to have that picture-perfect ending, you know. Right. But sometimes it just doesn't play out that way, you know. Right. But if it doesn't play out that way, then it means that God has something better. So, you know, what better place to retire her jersey at home where everybody who watched her play and, and adores her can watch that jersey go up in the rafters, prophesying that for her, you know. Um, you know, the WNBA has definitely come up strong this year. And, uh, you know, I there's, 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 you know, quite a few players that, you know, I really, um, 
I really appreciate and I really like, you know, um, that are just coming up through the ranks. And, you know, just a shout out to my, my Jersey girl, Brittany Sykes, you know, uh, out there with the Sparks. And, you know, just really making a mark out there in L.A. and also holding it down and representing Essex County in a major way. She went to university. And so right now, that's our New Jersey kid out there. Big up to her. You know, Simone Augustus is still holding it down. Uh, she she re-signed with the, with, the, with the L.A. Sparks. And so they really appreciate what she brought to the game, her veteran, you know, her veteranship and also... Yeah, they definitely going to need that. They got a young team. And so there's been so much movement, so much movement um, in the league. And, you know, uh, I, I think in Renee, Renee Montgomery deciding that she doesn't want to play anymore. And she's a she's a young buck. And so there's been a lot of things that have gone going going down. New York has been making a lot of changes, you know, trying to trying to trying to make some changes. Uh, Indiana Fever has a lot of movement right now. So a lot of people right now are trying to really uh, reconstruct their teams to fit the identity. Talk about that a, a little bit, because a lot of times teams will go out there and they'll grab a player and that player don't even fit what it is that they want. You know what I'm saying? But the, the, the idea that they could get that player and then that player doesn't pan out. You keep them for a year or two when they really could have went where, where they, where they should have went. How important is it for a team to really identify with those players that they bring on the team? Because all it takes is one player to come into that chemistry and knock it off. What do you think about that, B? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to go back when I was playing uh, at uh, New York with the New York Liberty. I just found that it was so, it was like, you got the, you think you, you're going to fit in just like you just said, and they get that player. But I think it's going to depend on the coaches relating to the players in a better way. Um, mm -hmm. it, I mean, it, if that one, it, it, it mm -hmm. Takes one player to mess it up. I've been reading a lot about, you know, when before uh, Candace Parker left LA, I thought she was a good fit in there and, and everything. But then you hear other people what they say about it that she, she the players got to let the coaches coach, and the players got to play. The bottom, that's the bottom line. The you know you can't just think that you're gonna play and tell the coaches what to do. And I think that's that's kind of the problem now that the players is trying to tell the coaches what to do and want to run the game how they want to run it. And I think that's somehow it's like the number one problem in the WNBA. I just think they need to let the coaches coach. You know. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good observation. That's that that that's something that goes on with the younger generation. And you know, the better that you can connect with the younger generation as a coach, sometimes you might have to get out there, pop block, and <laughs> and, and and do duggies and all these other different dances that they got out here right now to connect with them. You know, um, on their level because 
if you don't, then things like that can happen to you because, you know, you're all right. Um, if you look at the at the leagues now, a lot of players are, are governing what's going to happen with the team, you know. Um, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but um, we have to still have a meeting of the minds and make sure that we're on track with what the goal, the overall goals of that organization, that corporation, that business, and that team is, you know. So looking at here, you know, Minnesota signed Natalie uh, Chanwa. Um, uh, Jessica Breland went to the Indiana Fever. Uh, Alicia Gray signed signed back with Dallas. Um, Bria Holmes went out to uh, signed signed to L.A. Jantel Lavender uh, went to Indiana Fever, which is a good sign. Uh, I, I see that uh, Indiana is trying to go big, and they're gonna they're gonna be big. So if they can get them girls running, they're gonna be a problem. Uh, Cheyenne Parker signed with the Dream. Epiphany Prince is uh, out there in Seattle, um, and uh, Danielle Robinson. They decided to go with a vet with veteranship and uh, sign her with the Indiana Fever. Like I said, they got a lot of movement, and Erica Wheeler is playing for the LA Sparks. So there's a lot of teams. I called out a lot of the same names, but LA. The fever, um, and uh, you know they really have been making a lot of changes on their roster. New York is making a lot of changes on their roster, so New York definitely has to make some changes on their roster. So um, I'm 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 looking forward. I'm excited to see um, what the season uh, has to bring. Hopefully, by the time we get to our season, um, all of the girls will be. Have their first and second vaccine, you know, vaccinations, and yeah. uh, you know, will be able to go back to some degree of normalcy, uh, like the men, and not have to play in a complete bubble like the first season was. What did you think about the bubble, V? Too much. I wish, you know, in a sense, I just wish they would have kind of canceled the season due to all this. But I understand the players really needed them. You know, they wanted to play and stuff like that. But I think it was a way to go about it. But, you know, um, this COVID, it's, it's not a joke. It's nothing to play with. Um, I had uh, friends uh, pass from it. And That bubble was something. I, I don't know. It, it it scared me more than anything because it still, you know, I know if some players did catch it and stuff, but uh, I just felt like they should have canceled the season when all of it came out and stuff. But they did a pretty good. They did a good job and and everything. So I am going to applaud them with that. But safety first, my opinion. Yeah, and there were, you know, a couple of players that, that opted out that felt the same way, you know. Um, there were more players that, that, that decided to play because they wanted to be the blueprint, that they wanted to be the, the those people that set the bar and, you know, um, uh, for people to understand what it takes to have a successful season. You have to put a bubble over it in order to do that. And, uh, 
you know, if you don't control the climate to some degree, then you're going to have uh, those breakouts like they were having in football all of the time. And so, um, you know, everybody's got to be totally committed to it. I think that they, I think that they did a hell of a job. Um, they had more, they had more revenue sales than any year um, that they ever had. The the WNBA hoodie was blockbuster, you know. And anything that's going to help bring bring money into the league, I I hope that they continue on with that movement. I hope that they continue, uh, they they create some type of you know some form of uh, uh, of revenue sharing to make sure that the players share in that all across the board um, from people who are there and people who are not. And so I always get my little plug in there as far as that's concerned. And you're listening to a WNBA state of mind. Sunday brunch, I got my girl Venus Lacey here. We're chopping it up about everything. I love the fact that you, you're you on here giving us valuable insights about, you know, what you think that the post players should continue to, to, continue to work on as a player. I think that the hook shot is a lost, a lost it, art. I got a couple of players in the NBA that are trying to bring that back. Um, you know, Kareem, it was unstoppable. If Kareem had 20, 15, 20, 14 of them points may have been a hook shot. So, yeah. with that being said, you know, um, thank you for that insight on that. Um, how can people keep up, keep up with you? I mean, are you on social media? Um, any new things you want to share, but how can people keep up with you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I don't really do social media. I know. That. Uh, but, um, I do have, uh, I think it's, it's, yeah, Instagram page and then I'm, then Facebook. That's probably it, but I don't, I'm, don't really socialize. Like, I don't know why, but it's just me. It's okay. Like, you don't have to be like this socialite if you don't want to. It's just a way that people can stay connected with you. You know, not everybody is is like me, and I'm on every. Not I'm not saying on everyone, uh, but I'm I'm out there promoting my book, of course, promoting uh, Elevate Your Game all of the time, and also, um, you know, doing my podcast and. You know, uh, Facebook is a great way to keep in touch with family and friends from back in the day. Day, you know, Instagram is is a great way to promote to promote my show. It's a great way to promote my book. You know, then you know LinkedIn. That's a whole nother level. And um, you know, then I have Twitter. But you know, I tweet and then I'm gone. I tweet. You know, I'm not really like tweet savvy and really on there. But I do go on there to give myself some knowledge. I like to stay in the know. You know, but, you know, mainly Facebook and Instagram, just like you. So what you said on those two, is it just Venus Lacey or do you have an underscore? Like what, how, how I got to get, how, what I got to do? Venus Lacey. <laughs> okay. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? And I know yeah, that your son, you know, yeah. And I know that your son, you out a lot, you know, as far as that's concerned, you know, so uh, talk to me about. Uh, a little bit about this book and, you know, uh, yeah, elaborate on that. So do we get like this, 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 this long book or do we just get like, a, you know, a little blurb into, you know, a bigger book, you know, cause I had, my book is a short book. It's a blurb into every aspect and each chapter will, it will be its own book. So it's just a little, 
it's 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 better to drop it on the Kindle so you can see. Oh, okay, this is what she did. Motivational. Is it going to be motivational? Is it going to be poetry? Uh, you know, how you going to lay it down? Hopefully motivational. You know, uh, just basically telling my story about uh, my life, my you know uh, things that I don't went through. Um, but yeah, um, just basically telling my life story, the things that I done overcome and what I'm about to do now and stuff like that. Uh, like I told you about the TV show and everything um, that I'm working on. Um, I'm not doing too much. Just, just trying to stay focused on Basically focusing on the book and the TV sh the TV show. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I mean, and and that's a good thing, you know. Um, like I told you, um, a couple of hours ago, you know, it, it ain't no need to be walking around looking like, you know, COVID is doing you. Do COVID, you right. know. If you're gonna be locked up then you may as well come out of this thing better than when you went into it. And, I mean, how many people in America are out there talking about uh, the fact that they want to, uh, they want to, oh, I can't stand my job, I'd rather be at home. Now you at home, you know. I want you to back up just a little bit because it looks like it's cutting your head off a little bit. There you go. I know you see. I I know you getting comfortable because you coming all in. Yes, it's very comfortable. <laughs> conversation is supposed to be. You know, you've always been a camera shy. I know that about you. So, um, you know, I just uh, like I said, I I'm glad that we reconnected. We're gonna stay connected. You know, and people can get at get at. Big V, uh, especially people from back in the day, you know, who want to get in touch with her. She is on Facebook, Donna, Venus Lacey. She's also on Instagram, Venus Lacey. If you want to catch up with her, it's always great to catch up with my people. It's always great to catch up with my friends and uh, especially my teammates from back in the day. I have so many of them, but not everybody holds a special place in my heart. And so... Um, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to the show, watching the show, supporting the show, going out, dropping the book, Elevate Your Game, okay? It's in the stores. Um, also, on the Kindle, so you can drop that um, uh, on your phone if you like to. And uh, the podcast, uh, Himalaya, Anchor, Apple, Google Podcasts. You know, uh, most podcasts that are out there, it's on. So I appreciate everybody coming on to the show today. You know, I know we had a hard, rough week this week. A lot of people got hit by snow. I know we did. I got to a point where, and I'm always out there, V. I'm always out there. I get out there and I'll start at night. As it's coming down, boom, I stay, I stay in front of it, you know. This, the... This last snow, I just was like, Peh. let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. 
I know Texas got hit pretty bad. They uh, so I sent my um, my prayers out to everybody in Texas that got that lost the power and everything. So uh, my prayers is out to them in Texas, and I know Louisiana got hit too, pretty bad. Yeah, absolutely. Prayers up. Prayers up to everybody. You know, I want everybody. I'm cheering for everybody to make it. You know, and I'm not just I'm, I'm not just pray, I'm not just cheering and praying for everybody to make it. I want people to make it and make it big, cause there's enough room for you to make it and make it big. If you sitting back and you in your room or you in your lab and you trying to redefine yourself and you put everything that you can into what it is that you're trying to get out of this, by the time this whole COVID thing is over, you should you should make it big. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I agree. It, it, you know it, just looking back at from where I be coming looking you know I keep going like this because my bang is getting long you know I'm getting ready to be going like this in a minute V <laughs> you know as you say but you know seriously man um you know I, I've always been about my hair you know I like I like to rock it short and I like to keep it wrapped and whipped and this that and the third and you know the covid is just it just keeps you from doing so many things but you know i get up every morning i don't stay in my pajamas all day i don't do that you know what i'm saying like it's a, there's something about do the do don't don't let the covid do you do the covid i've watched people i've watched people age two three four years since last year i've seen them and they look like it's just hard times it's hard for everybody but you have to battle. If you want to come out of this thing on top, you got to battle. And you got to continue to do the same things that you did as if you would get up and go to work. I get up in the morning, get in my car. I make my coffee, go heat up my car, go take my walk. You know, I haven't been doing it lately because the weather's been so horrible. But I stay in routine. Even though I'm not going into a classroom setting every single day, you know, and not with the boys every single thing, every day coaching. You know, I had to figure this whole thing out. My podcast is born out of this. 36th episode, praise God. Amen. And not not by myself. You know, I had a crew of four girls that was with me in the beginning. Penny Tola, you know, Tamika Dixon, and and my girl Tara Lynn Towns. Miss them like crazy. You know, I play with Love them girls, man. But bottom line is, everybody's busy doing things. You know, shout out to my girl Meek. Hope everything is working out for you. Love you, girl. Yeah, so, I play with me. Keep it moving. Charlie got a podcast coming. I mean, yeah, I think she's getting ready to do a podcast and her app is coming out. Penny coming oh, out with yeah. a book. Uh, Tara is a, a, a friend that I have, a childhood friend. But she was on the oh, show on the, on, the, on the beginning. If you watch the beginning of the show, the four girls yeah. at one. Yeah. Okay. But to me, oh. start making some new endeavors. You know, Penny got a book coming out. Uh, Tara got the app, so everybody's keeping busy. I hope they blessed. Um, so, you know, with that being said, you're listening to a WNBA state of mind. I have my girl Venus Lacey on the show. Venus, I appreciate you coming on. Okay? You know we're going to stay in touch. All right? And to everybody out there, you know I love you. Sammy Sosa, peace out. <laughs>
<laughs> He's still laughing. That's my people. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show.